So I'm going to talk about something today that I see very commonly in horse training groups and training forums on social media. And it's not always necessarily the exact same question, but it all dwindles down to the same problem, which is overreactiveness in horses and how to get them to settle down and be more comfortable. And a lot of people's suggestions on this generally dwindle down to the fact that you need to take this horse out and you need to give them that real life exposure and get them comfortable being out in these situations, which is extremely easy for someone like me to say who trains horses and has been around overreactive horses, who's been around sensitive horses, who knows how to handle that situation. But for someone who's an upcoming trainer or someone training a horse for the first time or someone who's just a beginner rider, that's an extremely scary situation for them because they themselves don't feel comfortable taking this horse out and putting these miles or putting this real life exposure onto this horse so that they can get comfortable. And so something like that can be a little bit harder. Now, I generally don't recommend for people, if they're a beginner rider or a new trainer, just haven't really been exposed themselves to situations like this, I never recommend to go out and just put this experience on this horse. Take him out and give him this experience. Everything will be okay because that's not the truth. You could end up getting your horse hurt. You could end up getting hurt extremely bad when you don't have the experience yourself to deal with this situation. And generally, these people are looking for groundwork or something that they can do at home without taking this horse out into a stressful situation and just mentally preparing them for stressful situations so the horse can handle it. Now, the root of this problem is, when you really dig down and you find it, is the fact that your horse is lacking confidence in themselves and they are lacking confidence in you. Now, these two kind of play hand in hand generally is, you know, with a horse, they need confidence in themselves to perform, obviously, just like you need confidence to do something you're uncomfortable with as well. You need to be able to go out and have confidence that you can get a good result out of the end. And it's the same thing with your horse. You need your horse to have confidence in themselves. And then also you need your horse to have confidence in you because... In a herd situation, there is a leader, and the lead horse generally has the most confidence, they're the most independent, and that's who the horses follow, that's who they listen to, that's who they look to for guidance, and that horse needs to have confidence, and they need to have confidence in that horse. And if they don't have confidence in that horse, or they don't have confidence in you, stressful situations and emergency situations are not going to play out very well in your favor and that's why your horse needs to have confidence in you so i always recommend building up your horse's confidence in you first start working on that and in turn the horse's confidence in themselves will build as well because as they become more confident and trustworthy in you then they will understand that they themselves can be a little bit more brave and a little bit more confident and they can go into these situations without with knowing that they're not going to get hurt, they're not going to get harmed or nothing's going to scare them or spook them. So you really need to build your horse's confidence all around in themselves and in you. Now generally I don't go with a one method, this is what you do at home and this is how you do it. 
And this is going to build your horse's confidence in you, and that's going to build their confidence in them. It's not just one training method. It's a multi-step continuing on throughout your stages and out your horse's levels of training. You continue to build with different things. And generally what I call this is what I call is the confidence sandwich. And generally you're going to go out and you're going to start your horse off doing something that they are comfortable, that they know something that you are comfortable doing with them, that you both are confident in, hey, we can round pen this horse and change directions really well. This horse does it really well. They're comfortable in it. They're relaxed while performing these actions. And then from there, you're going to go on to something that they're maybe a little less confident in. Say like you have your horse that's you know, you're working on using a tarp with them or crossing water or any situation where your horse really just isn't comfortable with and they kind of have that flight tendency to them where they're not relying on you and you ask them to do something and they kind of like go to start to do it and then they're like, nope, let's go away. So after you work on something that your horse is extremely comfortable with, you're comfortable with, you're both very just, all right, we do this very well together and this is down to a T, then you go on to the part where they're just not very confident in something. And you're not going to have in mind in that we're going we're gonna to cross this tarp or we're going to cross this water right now as soon as I ask because you did so well on this. You're going to work step by step on this. As I've said in previous videos that I've made and posts and everything like that. You need to break everything down into easy, understandable steps with your horse. And the reasoning behind that is when you break it down to easy, understandable steps, each time they make a new step towards progression, in their mind, it clicks that they didn't get hurt. They weren't harmed. It wasn't scary. Everything was perfectly fine and stress-free and that they can move on to the next step with a little more of an open mind. You want to keep the you know end goal in sight and you want to keep that end goal, but you definitely want to break it down into easy, understandable steps. So say you go to cross you know, some water, a puddle or a stream or something like that, something that your horse really doesn't want to do. And this is something that your horse has been flighty and reactive over. And so what you're going to do is you're going to approach whatever is causing them issues, what's causing them to be flighty or reactive. But you don't want to go all the way up to it. You don't want to force them to go up to this obstacle that has constantly just made them react in a negative way. Take a few steps towards it. Get it to where you notice that they're paying attention. You don't want to be so far away that they don't even know what you're doing. You want to go to where you know that you could see that they're just kind of getting into their discomfort zone to where they're not really wanting to be there and you're going to stop and you're just going to let them relax, let them think about it. Make sure that if your horse is trying to turn away, make sure they stay faced up towards it, that they're focused on that spot. And once they start to relax, you just pet them. You reward them and you walk away and you go back to that one thing that you were real that you both are super confident and very relaxed doing. And then you work on that for a while. Get them back into a calm, relaxed mindset. Get them back into thinking on you and focusing on cues. And then once they're back to relaxed and working very well, then you just kind of go back to what was bothering them a little bit before. And you kind of push the boundaries a little bit. Maybe go a little bit closer than they were before. Maybe ask them to take a few steps closer. 
But as soon as you start seeing them to where they're just about to the point where they're like, I'm going to make a decision whether to that I might have that flight response or I might listen, get them to where they're just outside their comfort zone and they're just, you can tell their heart rate may be up a little bit. They're a little unfocused on you. They're more focused on what's in front of them. Stop them. Get them relaxed. Get them to where they're licking and chewing. Get them just focused on you and more relaxed. Get them to realize that, okay, we took a couple more steps closer towards where you're uncomfortable with. And then we're going to stand here and we're going to relax. Then we're going to go back to doing what we both know that we both do very well together. We both enjoy this this method or this training thing that we're working on. We both know what we're doing here. And so what you're doing there is you're getting your horse into a mindset to where they need to continue thinking before they react instead of just solely reacting. And you, like I said, you don't want to push them to the point to where thinking is thrown out a window and it's solely a reactiveness. You want to get this horse to the point where they're thinking about what they're doing. They're still focused on you and what you're asking them to do. They're a little bit out of their comfort zone. But as soon as they start to relax and they start to unwind, you take them away and then you do something that they are completely confident in doing or whatever you both are doing very well together. Like I said, round penning, lunging, or you go back and you work on, you know, a little bit of groundwork where you just, you know, rubbing them all over with the lead rope or sacking them out with the whip or something like that. And what this is doing is this is opening your horse's mind up. It is teaching them to think before they react. It's teaching them to rely on you before reacting. They'll start looking to you for guidance like, okay, is this going to be scary? Do I need to react? And when you reassure them saying, we don't need to react, we're just coming to this point right here and we're going to be fine and we're going to calm down and we're going to walk away. And so your horse's minds start opening up and they start thinking before they react. They start looking to you for guidance And they start building their confidence in you. Because what happens when you start forcing a horse to do something that they don't want to do, when you start, especially a typically overreactive horse, something that's extremely flighty, you're just reassuring their fears that you're going to force them to do something that they don't want to do. And you don't want to have a horse that does something because you are going to make them do it. You want to have a horse that is willing to open up their mind, willing to go forward and pay attention to you, even though it might be a little bit scary. You want them trusting in you and having confidence in you. And like I said earlier, in turn, when they start building confidence in you, their confidence themselves starts to build as well. And so you want to make sure that you're opening up their mind, you're opening up their thought process and making sure that they're starting to rely on you for the next step and not relying on their flight instinct. And they're starting to think things through instead of solely reacting to something and reacting negatively. And so you don't ever want to push an overreactive or flighty horse. You don't want to push them to the point where you're forcing them to do stuff because you yourself is more scary than what the obstacle is in front of them. And so they choose to take the obstacle in front of them because you are going to force them to do it anyways. You want a horse that trusts you entirely and completely to the point where they know something's scary, but they're going to do it because they know that you aren't going to put them in harm's way, that they are comfortable in following you as a leader. And so that is extremely important when it comes to building a horse's confidence. You want to make sure they have confidence in you 
And as they have confidence in you and that starts to build, they start to build confidence in themselves. And you get to the point where you can go out and you can do anything you want on a horse. Anything you could ever imagine. Ask them to do something and they're going to do it. Even if it's a little bit scary to them because they know that you are a leader and you are not going to lead them into harm's way. You're not going to let them get hurt. You're not going to let them get injured. And they're going to realize, okay, this person has been a very competent leader. This person has never put me in harm's way. This person has actually shown me that I can do these things without reacting. That I can follow this person willingly and confidently and know that there's no, no harm that is going to come to me. So you want to make sure that you build your horse's confidence. And generally, this works out really well for beginner riders because... You beginner riders and new riders are very in tune when their horses start to get fearful. Just like horses pick up on your your fear, you will pick up on your horse's fear. You will be able to read your horse and see that, okay, right here, this horse is starting to get uncomfortable and really doesn't want to go any far farther forward because you're going to read that and you're going to go, well, I don't know if I want to go any farther forward because this horse might turn and run me over trying to get away from this obstacle. And so that's a good point for you to stop and for you to both relax and just stand there and just don't ask too much of the horse. Don't overload them. Don't make them to where they shut down completely and they're only doing things for you because they're mentally shut down and they're rolling through the motions. You want to make sure that your horse is in tune and still thinking things through. And this is something that isn't fixed with one or two sessions. As I stated earlier, this is something that you're going to continue on doing as you and your horse advance more. You're going to be you're going to come across different obstacles. You're going to come across different different situations to the point where this horse is stressed or this horse is fearful and they want to react and you're just going to go through these steps with them with introducing something new to them slowly and taking it step by step so they build their confidence in you. And with that, that means later on down the road, even scarier, more stressful situations than you encountered in the beginning are going to be way more easier for you to accomplish. It may not take you, you know, hours or a couple days or even months to get over a certain obstacle. It might just take a couple minutes of you just encouraging this horse to go forward. Even though this horse is extremely flighty and reactive, this horse is going to learn that you are a competent and confident leader, that you're not going to lead them into a situation that's going to get them hurt or stress them out. They're going to realize that they can follow you and follow your directions without having to have that panic and flight response. And so later on, as you continue to practice these things with your overreactive and flighty horse, your horse is going to become less overreactive, less flighty, because for one, they're building confidence in you and they have confidence in you and they realize they can follow you anywhere. And in turn, as I said, their confidence in themselves is going to build as well. And this also helps out in high stress situations. If you build your horse's confidence in you, even if your horse is still lacking confidence in themselves, in an emergency situation where you have to get out of there or something's high stress or everything's on edge and your horse is panicking and it's having this flight response and it's just wanting to leave and you can tell your horse is stressed, if they have confidence in you, even if their confidence is just down six feet under, they can have confidence on in you and follow through if you're having to evacuate and get in the trailer and leave. If you're in a situation to where 
it's high stress and you just need to get out of the way or something's happening and it could potentially end up in a disastrous situation and you have to get out of an area where your horse and go into an area where your horse just isn't comfortable going your horse can follow you and follow your directions and your leadership if they have confidence in you even in a high stressful situation they will realize this person has never led me to harm before we have gone through these steps this horse is thinking things through instead of solely relying on their flight experience And so I always preach this to people who have horses that have spooky horses, that have overreactive horses, distrusting horses, horses that have been in abusive situations. Building their confidence in you and building their confidence in themselves is extremely important. And going out and putting these miles on these horses, just riding them or putting them in these real life situations isn't necessarily always the best thing for them when you have a highly reactive horse. Sometimes putting them out in these real life situations actually can worsen the problem. If you don't mentally prepare your horse to be in situations when it's a sensitive horse and is highly reactive, sometimes often causes more damage than it does good. It causes them to mentally shut down and where it seems like they've gotten over it, but then later on down the road, you encounter this situation again and they blow up even worse than before. And that's because they have mentally shut down. And if you overload your horse too much with these real life situations when they're not ready can actually do a lot more harm than it can ever do good because the horse isn't mentally prepared and I'm constantly preaching on it to everybody that you need to mentally prepare your horse for everything that you do that's new you need to make sure that they are mentally capable to process what is happening and that's part of the confidence building sandwich is your mentally preparing your horse you're building their confidence you're building their confidence in you you're getting them mentally ready for these situations for these real life either you know normal trail riding situations or emergency situations you're getting your horse into that think before they react process you're getting them to where they are relying on you they're confident in you and they're able to follow you through Whereas if you were to just go out and put these miles on these horses, sometimes, like I said, they just mentally shut down and they're running through the motions because that's what they know how to do. And they're just completely mentally shut down to everything that's happening around them. And they, your horse gets dull. They get a little unreactive. They're a little harder in the face if you're riding. They're just not as attentive to your cues as before. Generally, that's a sign of your horse just mentally shutting down. You don't want them to mentally shut down. You want them mentally present. You want them focused and you want them thinking. You don't want them to the point to where they're just like, I don't even care anymore. Let's just do whatever you ask me to, I guess. You don't want your horse to that point because later on down the road, that's going to come back and bite you in the butt real hard because later on you're going to go down the road and you're going to encounter the same thing. And these horses are going to react negative to negatively because when a horse mentally shuts down, that's a trauma response. And when you have a trauma response later on down the road, when the same thing happens, your horse is going to react even more negatively than it did before because it had a trauma response instead of a learning and cognitive response where they actually absorb the information that you were training them. So... Like I said, usually you go out and you will go and you'll work on something they're confident with. 
whatever that might be. And this works for all situations. This works for horses that you haven't ridden, horses that aren't saddle broke. You can do groundwork, anything that they're confident in doing. You know, even if your horse isn't that far along, if you have an untouched horse and it's just barely maybe halter broke, or even if you have an untouched horse totally, you work on something they're comfortable with. You get that training going, you get to the point where you realize, okay, they're really good at doing this. We're going to work on this, get them comfortable, get them relaxed to the point where they, they know how to roll through these motions. They're confident in what they're doing. And like I said, if it's, you know, just a barely halter broke horse that you're working on saddle breaking, maybe that's just brushing them. Maybe that's just petting them, brushing their mane and tail, getting them relaxed. I mean, something as simple as that. If you have horses that are a little more advanced, you can go back and you can start working on stuff. You know, you can do fence work with your horse. You can work on backing up. You can work on trotting and serpentines, loping figure eights, something like that to where they're confident. Something, you know, even more advanced horses that have a little more tendency to be spooky and reactive. Go back to something they're comfortable with. Go back into a neutral zone where they're comfortable and confident. They're comfortable with you, whatever you're doing. They're relaxed. And then you go back to whatever is causing them to be a little bit more stressed. Something that they that might trigger that flight instinct. But you don't want to get them to the point where it does trigger that flight instinct and they bail away from you. You want to make sure that you get them present mentally you want to get them to where they're focused on what you're asking them looking forward and thinking about what the next steps are thinking about what you're doing and getting them relaxed in that situation don't push it to the point to where your horse you're getting them to where they just want that flight instinct and run away from you say you're trying to cross a creek or something like that just walk up and down the creek if they're looking down at the water and you can tell they're a little bit you know, stress, they're a little bit anxious because they don't want to step into the water. Don't force them to step into the water. Get them to where they're just outside their comfort zone, walking back and forth by that stream. And just keep doing that and then walk away. Go to where they're back to where they're being relaxed and then work on something that gets them back into that working mindset. You don't want to just step away and necessarily give them a total break. Some of them, if you do get to where you're getting a little more of that flight response, you can step away Take a five-minute break, let them relax, then you go back to working with whatever they're confident in. Work on, you know, crossing logs or something, something that they enjoy that you both can do perfectly fine without either of you getting stressed. And then just take, go back to where you were working on. Go back to that stream, maybe walk a little bit closer to it, walking back and forth, pacing back and forth along that stream. And then pretty soon, you know... You're going to ask them to maybe take one step in, but you're not going to ask them to take one step in directly. You're going to ask them to kind of get so close walking up and down the stream that maybe they might accidentally take a step into the water. And if they panic and flight react away, then you don't go back and leave them. You go back to where they were a little more comfortable. You don't go back to, okay, well, you reacted negatively. We're going to go back to what you're comfortable with. No, you're going to go back to that last step of where they were a little bit uncomfortable and work on doing that again, saying, okay, we took a little a step a little too far for you. You reacted negatively, so now we're going to go back to where you're just a little bit uncomfortable. Take one step back and not go all the way back to, okay, well, you didn't like stepping in the stream, so now we're going to walk you know, a quarter of a mile away from the stream, and then we're going to stand here perfectly quiet. 
because that will teach a horse that if they do react negatively, they get a break. There's a fine line there between pushing them outside their boundaries just a little bit. If they react negatively, if you give them a break entirely, that just teaches them, okay, I reacted negatively, I spooked, I reared up, I spun around and ran away, and now I get a break. That's teaching your horse to react negatively. You want to make sure that you don't take that whole stressful situation away entirely. You want to make sure that you just kick back a little bit of a notch, one step backwards to where, okay, we're still going to keep them a little bit in their discomfort zone, but we're not going to take them away from it entirely. We're going to work here in your discomfort zone. We're going to work here where you're not comfortable at all. And we're just going to sit here and work until you relax. We're not going to push it any further because at this step, you didn't have a negative reaction. We're just going to work a little bit longer in this step before we move on to the next step. And once they start to relax in that step below, then you take them away. Then you relax them. Then you go back and work on what they're comfortable with. But don't ever go and take them to the this discomfort zone, the place where they're not confident and let them react negatively and then take them away entirely. That's going to teach your horse to react negatively. That's giving them a break. They're going to learn that they can get away with being spooky and not thinking. And that's going to be their go-to reflex if you teach them that in any situation. And that's not going to help you down the road. So I hope that helped you guys out a little bit. Again, if you guys ever have any questions or comments or concerns or anything like that, feel free to get a hold of me on my Facebook page at High Desert Horsemanship, my TikTok account at The Rare Buckaroo. And thank you guys for listening. Have a great day.